welcome to the Real Trail Runners of Jersey podcast. This is a show about the running scene here in Jersey, uh, where we talk to people who run, uh, what makes them tick and, and how they do it. Uh, the podcast is hosted by Lee Bennett and myself, Paul Burrows. Good evening and welcome to the Real Trail Runners of Jersey. Uh, today, Lee Bennett and myself are going to be talking to Rebecca Harris. Uh, Rebecca is a runner. Um, she's uh, been running for around five years. Um, she's done a few runs here in Jersey, like the Donald Dash, Spartan 10K, Canical Corporate Cup and um, the Half Marathon over here. Um, she is due to take part in the Royal Parks Half Marathon, which is a virtual event now, I believe, due to COVID. Um, she was diagnosed with a brain tumour uh, about two years ago, which is why we've got her on to talk about it, because we think it'd be really interesting for other people to sort of hear about her experience with that and how that relates to her running. So uh, how, how are you doing, Rebecca? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? Really good. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Rebecca. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Good. Nice to meet you. Lovely to see your face. We're, we're, I think for uh, people that are listening, we, we sometimes forget that we can, us three can see each other. So at the moment, we've got tiny little screens, of a variety of headphones and a variety of sound at the moment. So we're, we'll yeah. uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> doing the best we can. Doing the best we can. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll get into it straight away. What, what does running mean to you? Running for me, um, it's my time. It's when I get up in the morning, I know that I have uh, an allotted amount of time that I can just go outside. I've got my headphones, I've got my music, and it's the time to switch off, to be on my own, and just to really focus on how the day is going to be and what I'm going to do. Hmm. How, many t- how many times a week would you say you run at the moment? When I'm training for an event, I definitely do a Tuesday, a Thursday. Saturday morning, I try and do my easy run. And then Sunday, well, it's Sunday run day. So yeah, a long run on a Sunday. So you ran today then, did you? I did. I've managed to get up to 13 and a half where I'm Brilliant. coming back from an injury. And I've yeah. only got three weeks until my half marathon. So I'm, I'm, I, w- I really wanted to get 15. But I knew yeah. I couldn't do it today. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm getting there. So was that 13 miles you did today, was it? Or? I work in kilometres. Kilometer. Someone oh. asked me miles and I'm like... Mm. Your new school, new school, <laughs> new money, yeah? Oh. Yeah, no, people say, how many miles is that? And I'm like, I've got no idea. I only do kilometres. <laughs> I'm 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 exactly the opposite. Like when people start talking about kilometers per mile and or what you know kilometer per minute, I'm just like I haven't got a clue. I can do rough calculations with miles versus kilometers as far as what they equal, but um, but yeah. So how how was it today then? It was it was okay. It was okay. Like the temperature, the conditions, lovely. Um, yeah, I'm getting there. I sort of work in the I work in sections, so. Obviously, in three weeks, I've got to run the half marathon. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so you've done seven. Could you do seven two more times? Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. Or like, I'll get to 11. And I'm like, could you do that again? Yeah. So that's how I work. And yeah, no, I think. So you're you're basically two thirds of the way there, though, with the run you've done today, isn't it? So so that's that's not bad. No. Not bad at all. I've got like a route in my head and it's it's fine like I know yeah yeah have you done uh, have you done a half before Rebecca yeah so two oh was it one week no it was one week before I had my brain tumor diagnosis Hmm. I ran the Spartan East half marathon um and then obviously I had brain surgery um, and then I've run a couple of ones solo. So I did one a year, exactly a year after where COVID yeah. hit and I couldn't do the proper one. I was like, well, I'm just going to run a half marathon. Mm. And then a couple of days before my 27th birthday, I was like, yeah, today I'm going to run a half marathon. And I did. Um, Brilliant. So, yeah, no, I have done it a couple of times. But... So you just, you, you just skipped over the fact that, yeah. 
I've done a half marathon, had a brain thing, and then came back and did. A, yeah, I'll just carry on. I'll just, I'll just do what I need to do, and, and um, yeah, I'll just, just, just forget about that part of my life. I'll just do another half marathon, another half marathon, and you sound phenomenal. Well, you sound great. It's one of those things. It's like at the end of the day, like people go out and run like crazy distances all the time, and Strava is amazing and also <laughs> awful for that because you're yeah. like. This person's gone out today and they've run 15 kilometers, but also this person's gone out today, they've run five. So you, you do compare yourself to other people, Mm. but you know, you have to know what your own limits are. And it was Mm. was just a couple of days before my 27th birthday and I got home and I said to my husband, I was like, look at Strava, like, look at Strava. And he was like, you've just run a half marathon. I was like, I've run a half marathon. <laughs> and I was excited. Um, but it really does just depend on how I feel on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we touched on there about about being diagnosed with a brain tumor. So tell us a little bit about that um, and, you know, what what sort of led up to that? We got married on the 24th of August in 2019 yeah. and we went on a mini moon to Bordeaux. Um, amazing, like the best time. It was just, it was really chilled out. We were going and drinking all the wine, mm. um, just having a lovely time. And when we got back, we and we were training because we knew that one of the first things we wanted to do when we got married was to run a half marathon together. We thought, what a lovely way to start married life, run a half marathon. Um, My husband isn't a runner. He is a lycra cyclist. (laughs) (laughs) The enemy. (laughs) A lycra cyclist. Oh, I see. Is he not a baggy cyclist? No, 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 the spenny spenny bike and uh, all of the gear and all of the idea. Uh, Um, And your husband's name's uh, Jono, is it? Jono, okay. Yeah, and his dad, Mike, he was massive in, oh, he's done loads, he's done running, cycling, everything. But um, we, yeah, we were training in Bordeaux. We did a couple of runs in Bordeaux. It was lovely. Um, we came home, we did our half marathon, or no, we went to a wedding of our friends, and I said to him, I was like, I can't really see, like, I can't focus on anything, it feels really weird, like, I'm I'm not able to narrow in on any details, I just can't see properly, and he was like, oh, it's a bit weird, and I was like, yeah, and I went to the, um, uh, the site I went to Vision Express and they said yeah you seem like you've got an astigmatism we'll change your lenses and I was like well you need to do it quickly because I'm running a half marathon next weekend like you need to do this really quickly mm. and so they gave me some more lenses because I wear contact lenses and I was running this half marathon and I was like I still can't like my vision is so bizarre. I can't see. I can't focus. And um, we finished this half marathon and we went to, honestly, like every time now that I finish any sort of really long distance, I just crave Dyke Shack. But we went to the Dyke Shack. <laughs> we had a massive Dyke Shack meal. It was amazing. And then we carried on and I was, I was feeling really confused. I was looking for things in really odd places. Like I'd go into the kitchen and my husband would be like, what are you looking at? Like you're going through the cupboards. What are you looking for? And I was like, oh, my pajamas. And he'd be like, wow. you're in the kitchen. And I was like, yeah. And he he's like, no, your pajamas aren't in the kitchen. And I went on a, I just changed jobs. Like after we got married, I changed jobs. And I was at work and I'd come out the toilet and I was looking for my desk and I was like, I genuine, like, I don't know where I sit. Like, I have no idea. And my manager turned to me and she was like, bearing in mind, she'd known me three weeks. And she was like, you're not okay. Like, you need to go to the doctor. They They rang a taxi. Bearing in mind, I worked at Liberty, like, around Liberty Wharf to get to Castle Quay they rang a taxi they were like you're not going to get there mm. 
Mm. Um, got there and they were like, right, straight to hospital. That night I was on the plane to Southampton. Um, yeah, wow. had the surgery and everything worked out really well. Mm. But um, yeah, it was quite a, it was quite a hard round. People Must have been really frightening, like to walk back into your office and, you know, not realize you, you you knew where you could sit or whatever. And I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, people say that, but for me, I don't, I don't fully remember any of it. I just think really? it must have been more scary for everyone around me because they're yeah. the people that actually lived what happened. Mm. Uh, to me, I was. I, I mean, I said to my husband after it, I was like, I'm absolutely raging because people pay so much money for a helicopter ride and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> it was like, you closed the avenue and I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So how, how was, it, was that like a, a matter of weeks that you were sort of had those symptoms? Yeah, literally. So I ran the half marathon with an astigmatism, like knowing my eyesight wasn't quite right. Yeah. And the next week I was on the plane to Southampton. Really? Yeah. We, we, we've spoken to people before, Rebecca, you know, about um, spending hours and hours on their feet doing all sorts of endurance running. And, and there's a common theme of hallucination, you know, but that, that this is a this is a different type of experience, different type of hallucination. Mm. This is something actually that's going on for you, like a biological, you know, change for you. And and, and what did they? What is interesting that you didn't find that you don't recall it too much. It wasn't too frightening for you. It just was what it was. But so so what what happened then? They 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 seen something obviously in your brain, and and what have they done since then? What what's happened since? Because I'm looking at you now. And I'm, you know, I've not got the best eyesight in the world, but you look fantastically healthy. You know, you look, you look sitting there, you're comfortable, you can do cross-legged. I can't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> My legs gave that up years ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. So what's, so what, what, tell us, tell us what, what, what happened. Did they see something, do something? What happened after that? Basically, um, I, I started suffering with the astigmatism. So it was making me, sort of cross-eyed I couldn't focus on anything I was seeing double vision and I was like well I can't have that for a half marathon because I won't be able to see and mm. um, so then they got me lenses that dealt with astigmatism but what it actually is is it was right in the um uh it's the the pituitary gland that helps you to sleep mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was sleeping. So I'm a horrible sleeper. I can sleep for four or five hours and then I'm up. I'm just awake. I'm one of those people that's always on the ball. I'm an early morning. Really? I'll get up so early, like 5 a.m. Get me out for a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but then like by nine, I'm asleep. I'm so tired. <laughs> but I was just sleeping for really long hours um, and it turns out it is the pituitary gland that it is the sleep gland. I have a tumour. They haven't taken the tumour out. It's in a really difficult position. And I will have it for probably my life. Um, but they, what they've done is they've put a hole. So the brain fluid carries on moving round. Right. Um, mm. And what had happened was that I had a blockage and all of the fluid had built up and oh, it was the pressure that had made my, um, that it, it had changed my eyesight. It made me tired. It had made mm. me sleepy and confused and all of that. Wow. But happily and luckily it is benign. So mm. I am one of those really lucky people that, it's not cancerous. It's not yeah. going to affect me for my life. Mm. As long as that fluid keeps going through, mm. I'm going to be okay. And I just feel so lucky because mm. there was there are so many people. And I, I was shocked at the amount of people in Jersey mm. that have suffered from 
brain tumors that are so much worse than what I have. It's really good news that you know it's not it's not cancerous and that it is benign. So does that what does that mean for you in the future? Does that mean then you'll have sort of regular checkups and I'll just see how you're getting on, just just to sort of see you know that that, that it's still kind of the brain fluid still flowing. Yeah, so I have MRIs quite regularly. Um, they're really boring, and occasionally I get asked, "What, what, what would you like to listen to whilst doing your MRI?" And I will normally be like, "Oh, can I have Radio One?" But um, occasionally I get like BBC One Hundred Three, or yeah. <laughs> which is actually is quite good because I get to hear the local news. But yeah, um, yeah I'll occasionally get like really random stuff. But no, but they have moved me over to here other than, um, rather than Southampton. So I don't have to keep going back to Southampton. It's, um, I've, I've had MRIs and that, and it's sitting in that thing is like you say, it's a tad boring and then you've got to keep really still. Oh you? my you've God, got to, the amount of times that they've been like, oh, we have to do or... that again and that'll be another 20 yeah. minutes. And you're like, oh. I know, it's, it's the patience of everybody. So, so just tell us a little bit then. So in terms of like, you know, talking to you now, you know, and saying you're going out for a run today, you, you've gone out and done what you need to do. You know, are you, do you still have the symptoms? Do you still, um, do you still have to, is it, is it about coping with symptoms or has everything returned a little bit to a more manageable state for you, Rebecca? Do you know what? I don't feel any different to what I did before. Like, when I... After I'd had my surgery, they said to me, they were like, you have to wait at least a month before you go back to running, um, before you go back to the gym, uh, things like that. Because I was like, I'm such an active person. Like, you can't tell me, don't go to the gym, don't go running, don't go this, don't do that. And so I was allowed to go walking for maybe a month. And I was like, this is boring. But it did, it did, it did like, I was so tired. I'd try and go out to St. Oban and I'd get like halfway and I'd be like, I can't, I actually can't do this. I've got to go back. And the first run that I was allowed to do, I managed four kilometres and oh, I was I was absolutely knackered. I felt like I'd had like asthma or something. I just I was so really? tired. It would it took so much out of me. And it was just it was really for me learning my limits and being realistic with what I could do rather than trying to just be like, well, you've done this before, then you can do yeah. it. Again. And it so was, it really took its toll then on your fitness. Yeah, I mean, you go from, well, I I came out of brain surgery and they were like, well, what, like, what, how fit were you? What did you do before? And I was like, last week I ran a half marathon. And they just looked at me and they were like, yeah, you're not going to do that for a while. <laughs> That's isn't that amazing though that it it I mean I know all right you've come out of brain surgery but it has that much of an effect on your body I guess it's a trauma is it Yeah completely and I was just like well surely I'll be able to do that soon and they were like no you need to <laughs> you really do need to calm down and just try and recover and that, that's that's what I'm hearing I'm hearing I've I've heard the word bored a few times I've heard the words and I'm getting an impression from you that you know you want to get on and do stuff in life, and you know, and and you've got you've got something going on, not this um, not this thing that's going on as well, but you've got something going on up here that tells me that there's something about you that wants to that wants to live your life well, you know, yeah. that really wants to to get on and to not just not just run, but but run in a way that you're enjoying things. And does it, you know, this is maybe quite a a heavy question but does it does it feel like that you're living your life just now you know and you're going out there and doing what you can now no it's it's been over a year and I think that it took it probably took a year and my husband and I we we got the spend local cards and 
after we had those it it coincided with the one year anniversary and I said I really want to go to Sangria and I want to spend a hundred pounds and I just want to buy everything just all of it like let's just have a really big celebration meal that it's been a year I'm still here we've had an amazing time look how I've recovered and it was actually quite an emotional time and we had we both did have a little cry and we were like as if we're both still here and it's happened because you have to remember that like we'd been married for three four weeks when it happened and that was a really difficult thing for someone that has that's a massive thing that's a massive thing for a you know a newlywed couple to have to deal with you know no matter how long you've been together previously because you know you get married that's a new beginning and then you've got that I mean it must have been I, I read your article in the bailiwick and you said that it you know you felt quite bad for your husband actually that he sort of had to cope with you know because you were going off and being treated and he couldn't come with you all the time could he no so the helicopter that took me it can actually only take you yeah. You can't you can't have anyone and he had to come separately and then yeah. he had to stay separate and he could only come during visiting hours yeah. and when he left I was and he liked to go back to work I was absolutely devastated and I was like yeah, I don't but, know yeah. Obviously um the Jersey Brain Tumor Charity which is who you're raising funds for by doing the the Royal Parks half they they stepped in so how did they help Tell us about them. Oh, my goodness. They have been incredible. Sonia, she got in touch and she said, we've heard that you have a brain tumour. We are a charity. We help people in the island that have brain tumours. Um, more people in Jersey per hundred have tumours than in England, which I thought was incredible. Like, I couldn't, is... I couldn't believe it. I was, I was shocked. Um, and she was like, we can help you. Well, what we'll do is you're not allowed to drive now for six months or however long it was. We can get you a bus pass hmm. so you can get around the island. Um, if your husband needs to come and support you with treatment in the UK, we will pay for him to come to see you. Obviously, Jersey already pay for me to go over yeah. which is brilliant but yeah. anything that he would come for they'd pay for and they have um support groups on every week um you can go and there's I think it's about three groups a week that you can go to and John Oak could come as well if he wanted to mm. um and they've got arts and crafts and things like that and then also, if um, I needed counselling, which I did take up, I had a counsellor for a little while mm. just to talk through my experience because it was quite traumatic. I can imagine, yeah. Um, yeah, so I had that as well. And they've just, they found me and they just offered me everything that I wanted and everything that I might have needed. Mm. And they don't get funded by anybody. Mm. And ever since they've helped me, I just... I want to do anything I can to give back. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's lovely, lovely to hear. And, and, and you know, Paul was saying that as well, is that um, I've worked in lots of different sort of healthcare settings and sometimes, you know, that, that thought always comes up. You, you feel for the person that's not directly involved, you know, and because you are getting the treatment, you are getting what you need, you are getting the help and support and the directness, but it's still... You know, as Paul was saying there, it's just a, it's just a, an awful situation. It sounds like managed to the point where it is now, where you're now starting to be able to give back to something that is, you know, been so important in your life, and it's it's lovely to hear. And um, you know, how how do we how do we are you still raising funds just now? Yeah, absolutely. So for the Royal Parks half, I. It's the Brain Tumor Charity UK that gave me the place, and I'm I've got a Virgin Active um, page for them, and I think I'm on about seven hundred pounds. Like it's been incredible, 
and they are they're gonna contract someone in Jersey to film um a couple of bits for me to do a nice. release and try and get more people to um understand how people are affected by brain tumors and things like that um and I've had some incredible support through that but I've actually got a raffle going for the Jersey Brain Tumor Charity and the support I've had and the donations of gifts and things like that are just incredible. That's brilliant. And I just, I'm overwhelmed by the generosity of people in Jersey. And Mm. since that Balawick Express article came out, people emailing me and saying, I've been affected by this. My husband has been, or um, heartbreaking some people, their husbands Mm. have been diagnosed and sadly passed and Mm. other people have had brain tumours and survived. And I've just been overwhelmed by the amount of stories and the amount of support that I've I can imagine, yeah. Well, we... um... We'll put the links in for the the raffle and everything in in, in with the podcast so that yeah. people listening to this will then be able to click on to it after. So we'll put that on all the social media pages just to make sure you know you get full exposure to that. So definitely. So um, so do you feel you're back to fitness now? Are you back to how you were before, or is it like, as far I'm... as running fitness? Let's talk. Let's talk running fitness. Yeah, running fitness. Um, yeah, I'm fit. Um, I'm getting there. I've, I've had a couple of lockdown injuries. I think everyone's had them. They've gone too mm-hmm. much. You can't go to the gym, so you run more than you normally would. I had plantar fasciitis, which was <laughs> awful, just because of old trainers. And then I've had a couple of knee injuries, but I think that's probably the overwhelming hit workouts that you do in your own home. Um, yeah. And just recently I went to the gym I got when you got back to the gym and I think I've done too many lunges and I got a bit of a knee <laughs> brilliant it is it's those you just need to like manage them and you're like don't affect my running that's, that's the fine line isn't it I mean yeah. there's 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 yeah. there's show-stopping injuries and then there's your daily sort of niggles I mean I've <laughs> been managing a knee injury myself for the last couple of months and you know I mean you just kind of you know, as long as it doesn't actually stop you going out, then, you know, you, you know yourself, yeah. you know how it works, don't you? But, but I'm not speaking on behalf of Paul, but me and Paul are probably a wee bit older than you. So we, we tend to we tend to pick up injuries just, I, I pick up injuries just by bending over and picking up the sofa or something like that. <laughs> I end up with a knee. <laughs> I, I out Hoover in once. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was running loads of miles as well. That's uh, yeah, it's crazy. I know, I know. Did you um did you learn your lesson about the trainers then, uh, Rebecca? Did you what, what's your what's your what's your uh, wheels that you've got now? There, what are your road yeah, shoes? So I went to um I went to Graham LeMage, and he put me on. I was like, oh, I've been reading about Brooks. I really want some Brooks. And I put these brooks on and I was like, oh, I love them. They're black and pink. They're exactly what I want. I love them. And he was like, well, let's put you on the treadmill and I'll have a little look. And I was, I, he put me on the treadmill and he went, have you got a knee injury? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I can see it in that knee. And I was like, oh. And he was like, you're not having those. And I was like, oh, oh. And I was, I was like, what would you, uh, what would you recommend? And he put me in these um, A6 gel Kayanos. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he put me on the treadmill, and he looked. He was like, look at those. Like your knee is perfectly in line. It's perfect. Mm. And they're bright. That like they're really light blue. And I was like, they're not a spring shoe like this so <laughs> spring shoe, really I love it. Is, you know this pod this podcast is the real trail runners of jersey but we, we're obviously taking the mickey out of the real housewives of jersey maybe this is all about how you look it's gonna be it's gonna rain and i'm gonna get these shoes dirty yeah. basically tomorrow <laughs> Why could you not get said like, oh, you can get these, but they're really dark. 
but yeah. no, they're really bright color. Um, they are beautiful. And how many um, how many miles have you put in them so far? Uh, I'm probably about or kilometers. I reckon sorry. I reckon maybe about fifty so far. They're feeling good. Yeah, they are. They are. They're really comfortable. I'm switching, but I've learned my lesson. I'm switching between those and my ons. I've got mm. some cloud flows that I got. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I am. I do love happy. I'm always in there. I love their. Yeah, good I love shop, and they, yeah, they're good. Yeah. Anything yeah. with a real good like grip and mm. spongy spot. So you definitely shop local mm. then. So you're yeah. Local, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, I don't. I yeah. wouldn't. I would never want to go and spend like a hundred pounds on a saw coney, and I've never tried them before. Yeah, Just that's the great them. thing, isn't it, about being able to go in and sort of go on the treadmill with the, with the stuff here. That that's that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. that was really so, positive. Yeah. So talking about the races, I mentioned a lot of the races that you've done at the start. So what what's the favourite race you've done so far? So I feel like I did really enjoy my half marathon, but I don't remember it. So I definitely <laughs> would want to do it again. But yeah. I, the first race I ever did was the um, the 6K double dash. And yeah. mm-hmm. I just, that was my first race. And I really enjoyed it because there were people of every level and they were just so happy to be there. And there was, I remember a woman that she was just running next to me and she was like, I feel like you're my pace. So I'm just going to run next to you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's fine. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. So a lot of people take part, don't they? A lot, yeah. there's a lot of people take part. So it's um, obviously pre COVID. Um, so it's, it's yeah. a lovely vibe to it isn't it and and I'm a really consistent runner so even with my husband he's always like if I ever want I feel like if I was ever going to be in a marathon I would be a pacer because yeah. I just go out and I am the same pace for the that's whole good thing. that's a really good skill that is to have because I'm 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 all over the show like you know <laughs> Go out, go out, go out at breakneck speed, and then hang on for dear life towards the yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> that's always been my ethos. That's exactly what I was in it. You're just yeah. absolutely inconsistent. Yeah, if you could, if you could be consistent, that is an amazing ability to mm. have. I think definitely. Yeah, I am just one of those people that I'm like, well, I don't want to put it all in at the beginning and then peter out at the end. So I'll just go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so when we did the half marathon together, we were like, well, that's the first thing we're going to do, married life, we'll do a half marathon. Um, we don't ever run together now, but that was the one thing we did. Um, it's a really nice uh, mm. nice way to kick off a marriage, that, I think, you know, it's, it's a really mm. cool thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's one thing you wish you'd known when you began to run that you know now? You just need to enjoy it. Like, you don't need to be a certain pace. You don't need to run a certain distance. You just need to, you need to run because you want to run. Mm. You, you're you not running because someone said that's going to make you lose X pounds or that's yeah. going to make you a better person. You're yeah. running because you want to run. That's, yeah. And that's why you do you think, like, because you were you were ill and then you weren't able to run? Do you think that's been even more emphasised now? Like, do you think you find more joy in running because of that? Is it more life affirming because of that? It's difficult. Um, I I loved running before that. Like, I did yeah. love. I loved it. Um, and I think having the brain tumour, I. I just knew that I I wanted to get back and yeah. it made me really, really want to just, just get back there. And it gave me something to look forward to and something to really put my mind to. It, it gave me a goal. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, mm. I'm such a jack of all trades, master of none. I've always mm. been that way. And I've never been like brilliant at a certain sport or a certain discipline or anything like that. But I just really enjoy running. I'm not the best at it. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the furthest. But it's yours. I just yeah, I love it. Yeah. How um how how do you know you really enjoy it? What what is it? 
what is it about it that, that says to you I really enjoy it what does it feel like because I come home like if I when I got injured I was horrible and my husband would be like <laughs> oh I just can't wait until you're not injured because you are so nasty when you haven't been for a run was he just like oh oh here we go <laughs> He'd go out for a three-hour ride and he'd come home and he'd be like, oh, have you been out for a walk? Have you done anything? Because you are yeah, get those today. endorphins going. I know. Nice. I, and I get home and I'm just, I'm happy, I'm calm. Yeah. I know that it's been my time and I just, I have, it's a thought, like you think about your own time and mm. you just, you've got all of your thoughts and it just calms you down. And especially at work, like I work in finance and it can be really busy, really intense. Mm. And if you get out in the morning before any of that kicks off, Mm. then you've had Mm. your time and you've managed to to sort of offset the day ahead. You know that you've done what you need to do for you. Don't yeah. ever, don't ever leave it to the evening. You might not get out. You might not do this. You might not mm. do that. Morning, get out, get some headspace. It's your time. And then, yeah, you're ready to crack on with the day. It's a good reason, that. Mm. Yeah, I love mm. it. Definitely. Excellent. So going back to the the, um, the the brain tumor and that. So if anybody's listening to this who, you know, maybe has been affected by the same issues or mm-hmm. know somebody who's been affected, what would you what advice would you give to them about, you know, running in relation to that? Don't don't put pressure on yourself. Like mm. you cannot expect to go out and do whatever you were doing before. You mm. need to take it so slowly. You just you need to build it up slowly. Um, yeah. don't don't overdo it it's not worth it you just need to be really gentle with yourself you touched on that didn't you I think when you said when you started to run again you were you were sort of thinking well I used to be able to do this and 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 did that feel like quite a bit of pressure to start with yeah and anyone that knows me knows I am I'm really bad at I'm really harsh on myself I am I'm always like, well, you can do that, so you can do that. Yeah. Um, just be kind. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. And just know that you can't expect so much of yourself when you've been through so much. A massive trauma. Exactly. And you just have to be super, super gentle to yourself. Mm. I'm 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 amazed really because you know like going back to what I was thinking you, know, you were saying before about uh, sometimes you get bored sometimes you get a bit antsy when you're not doing doing these things but listening to you answer that question and a couple of others Rebecca you know you are very very insightful and almost patient you know you you, you come across that that this is what I need this is what I'm going to do and this is what helps but also you know what doesn't work as well and and it seems maybe that's two different things you've got the boredom aspect of things but then actually you've got this real insightfulness maybe it's because you've been for a run today (laughs) yeah no it's uh it's been a massive learning curve because if I didn't do certain things in previously I'd be like well you failed like you've I'd be so harsh on myself and knowing that if you've done what you can do that day, you can be proud. Yeah. Then that's massive. Like that today I was, I was so sad. I was like, right, you need to do 15 K because in three weeks time, you're doing 21.2. Is it 21.2, 21.1? Something like that, yeah, 21.1, 21.2. And I was like, 15K, you have to do today because in three weeks' time, you'll be doing that 21. Mm. And I went out and I just said, do you know what? I just, in my head, I don't have 21 in me. I don't have 15 in me today. And I said, right, 
try and get maybe like 13. You could probably do about 13. And I did. And I was like, 13 is fine. You've done 13. Yeah. That's what you could do. Today. Mm. You're not you're not going to smash any records like you maybe like maybe you won't do under two hours which is what you've done before and what you wanted to do like in the one in three weeks but that's okay you've had a couple of injuries it's it's managing expectations and you've really got to try and 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 it's bigger than that now isn't it you know with what you've been through this is almost like being able to then put a line underneath all that and say you know i've I've run a half marathon now you know and which is it's brilliant yeah i know it's massive but like in january it was a couple of days before my 27th birthday i went out and i just ran a half marathon i got home and i was my husband was like how was your run as we always do we're always like how was your ride how was your run (laughs) <laughs> and I um I turned to him and I went look at Strava like look at Strava and he was like you just ran a half marathon and I was uh-huh. like yeah <laughs> under two hours Brilliant. and it was just it's one of those and it's like oh I, I feel like I'm not gonna be able to do that in a couple of weeks but, but you know it's it's all relative and I think like we all go through that as runners you know we've all had peaks where you know we've been at peak performance and we've been at the top of our game and then we've had times when you know we've been down the bottom and you have to rebuild and you have to come back from injuries and all those sorts of things but you know who you are now is not necessarily who you were six months ago and who you'll be in six months time you know it's it's all it's all about consistency as well you know and and just getting getting those miles in and yeah i'm sure you know whatever whatever you do on on that day you know, you'll, 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 you'll feel, you'll feel good about it anyway. Um, so what, what route have you got planned for it? Cause I know it's a virtual event, isn't it? It's a shame you can't do the real thing, eh? I know. Well, they've so generously, they've given me a place in the October one. Oh, nice. So I am still going to get to it. Cause the thing that attracted me to that one in the first place was that it's so sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really environmentally friendly course. It goes through all the parts of London, mm. and I heard about it on a podcast, and I was just absolutely like, "Oh my god, I really want to do that!" Yeah, it just sounds really? incredible. And then the Tuba Charity gave me my chance, and obviously, this isn't going to happen. Mm. But um, in October, they said. If the charity gets another charity runner, we'll mm. just give you a place in the normal one anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I will get to go over and do that because I love visiting London and I'm from Kent. So, um, right. yeah, mm. it'd be great. So fingers crossed. But um, my route is it's quite a convoluted route. Yeah, it's a really it is a, it is a good route, um, and it's much better than the one I did the first time. That I ended up going like back on myself and double uh-huh. looping, and so have you got um you got your husband out on the course as water marshal for you as well. I think that that I am going to try and get as many people to be out at some point on the course, and oh, potentially even a couple of people like running a couple of k with me. Yeah, here and there, we've just adopted a greyhound so i don't know if my husband's going to be able to run a couple of kilometers with me because yeah i don't feel like that's going to help but we'll see yeah yeah and that's um that's sunday april the 11th isn't it, it is. 2000 so that's, that's this year so when, when are you when will that start when will, have you got a time yet I reckon about 11 is probably my best sort of time for me. We've got the coffee out the way. We've got the breakfast done. Uh-huh. <laughs> 11 o'clock's about when I normally set off. So I feel... Okay. It sounds like this amazing you know, experience you've gone through already and now you're at this point now where you've been raising money, you've now part of something, a half marathon, your own doorstep, albeit virtual, and you have to choose your own one bit. But here you are, you know, and, and just actually getting up and getting on with it and putting on your, what, you're going to be wearing, your your ons or your... I think I'm going to go for the cloud float ons. Are you going to have a matching outfit to go with the um, the clothes? I've got, um, I've got a brain tumor charity vest to wear 
but I'm uh-huh. always I'm always in a long running top, so I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to wear that over the top. Hmm. Um, yeah, good, good, oh, cool. Yeah. So we'll see you anyway. We'll see you. We'll see you coming. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get as many people, or like, make my course aware, so that people are. If I see people, I can wave. People mm. know what I'm doing. I'd love to make it a real, an, an event that people are like, she's running for brain tumor charity. Like, yeah. wave at her, like, help her, like, mm. cheer her. Because I remember we've done, um, we've done the Isle of Mork. And even though people are like, you're... Oh, walking past St. Brillard's Bay and everyone's on the beach and they're having their yeah. ice creams and you're like, oh, this is all I But like then people are like, well done, Keith. Yeah. Even though you're... Because every, everybody knows what's happening, don't they? It's, yeah. That's really cool. Let's talk about um, resources in Jersey. What what are the sort of resources or, um, you know, that, that, that sort of helped you along the way on your running journey. So uh, any any sort of websites, podcasts, um, local shops, clubs, et cetera, et cetera? This podcast was the first one that I'd actually listened to in Jersey. And I was so excited when it came out. Like, I've loved every single episode so far. I listened yeah. to them all. And, um, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I love the fact that the events, you can enter any event, even if you're not part of the club itself. I think that's fantastic because you don't have to, you don't have to commit to a certain club to be able to go to an event. Um, And Mm. yeah, just club, uh, the shops, Happy have always been incredible with helping with different shoes and mm. things like that. Um, yeah, I just I just think in Jersey, everyone is so, they're so geared up to helping you want to run and they're so ready to help if you want to do mm. that. Um, and even at Fitness First, yeah. there's a girl, Charlotte, who was doing a run club and she was just helping with different things that I'd never thought of before, like, because they include all their clubs as part of their um, membership and I was going to a run club with her on a Monday morning and she was doing things like cadence which I actually never thought of before um, and things like that and I've also I've got an application ready to go to the Jersey run club but Monday's my rest day and that's the day that they run and so I'm toying with my yeah schedule and i they're a great bunch of guys like i know carly who's the uh coach there she's kind of the i think she set it up like and i know that they you know they've got a real you know real welcoming you know i know i know definitely worth the guy and also english he's gonna be running the half in october and so i'm like i do need to do it but i need Mm. to shuffle my days yeah, yeah, just, just, you know, it's definitely worth doing something like that, I think, you know, particularly once restrictions are lifted and all that, although mm. they're very, obviously, COVID-aware sure. and secure anyway, but, um, but yeah, I'd be, mm. I, I've always been tempted about joining them as well, to be honest, I never have, but... The sort um, of intervals makes me a bit like... <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I like I used to do it years ago intervals and hill yeah. training and stuff and I you know I just um yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure my body can take it it's, anymore it's good for you those are the sessions that make you better as a runner that and hill training you know I mean they do without a shadow of a doubt and you know doing like kettlebells and core training they all do it but they're just not as much fun as going out and running on like the trails or you know, whatever. And, you know, and, you know, I just like, so I'd rather go out and do that. But contrary to yeah. everybody who's ever been on here who says what they say, but, um, you know, but it's definitely, you know, the, the, the thing to do, I think. So, so um, what are you thankful for as a runner here in Jersey? Oh my God. Like the, the scenery, the, the yeah. views, the, everything about it. Like it's just, Going out for a run in Jersey, if we go home, if we ever go home over Christmas, back to Kent, 
and we go for a run and I'm like, oh, the view is just not, it's not the same. Um, Yeah. And also, I know it's been in the news a lot recently, but the safety aspect is, Mm. so I can go out for a run. So I tend to go about half five, six o'clock in the morning and I do, yeah. I do have a um, a chest light that I wear because mm. the one on the head is just not comfortable. Um, mm. But I've never felt in danger. I've never felt good, worried about someone trying to stop me or trying to get me mm. or anything like that. And I feel really grateful for things like that. It's a big thing. It is. It's it is massive. Um, I've got friends that are running in London and they're running in Mm. remote parts of the UK, and I just feel I feel so safe and I feel really lucky. And just the views and yeah, and the uh, the different types of terrain as well. It's just yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, so we're nearly on the hour now. Yeah. So uh, what I'll do is um, we do like a load of quick fire questions, which are quite yeah. a nice way to sort of finish off. So um, when you're out on your runs, do you use gels or solid foods? So I've actually never had a gel and my husband uses them all the time when he's out racing on his yeah. bike and I've still never used one um, because I'm always worried that it's just going to affect my stomach and stuff. So I yeah. do actually go for, I've had, well, around our wedding, we had um, pick-a-mix at the reception. <laughs> so I tried a lot of that and I found it really chewy and difficult. Um, so actually I've, I've ended up on dates. I find dates quite good. That's a good natural option yeah. as well. Like, yeah. So you find them really helpful, yeah? Yeah, they are because they just they're quite oh, easy to chew, and I'm not good at running and eating at the same time. So they're quite quick and yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've never tried dates, but I'll have to have to give it a go at some point because they're quite a fast fuel as well. Yeah, and that's really what you need, isn't it? You know, when you're sort of doing sort of half marathon distance, because you know you probably need it, need it for the first like first 45 minutes you're all right and then you yeah you know just to keep you ticking over like so we've already covered road trainers so we're saying asics kayano and uh on cloud flow is yeah, it yeah for sure so what about your must-have kit item then so a running belt with my key in case my husband's gone out on a ride um mm. and do you know what a water bottle i've i'm so shocked by the amount of people that do not have bottles of water yeah um i can't i can't even do 5k without water i'm such a thirsty person it's ridiculous but yeah no i'm definitely a water and a rock but it's good i mean if you're aware of that you know yourself and and you 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 carry it you know yeah accordingly like so it's uh yeah that's good and then that with just like a belt um with my keys a bit of fuel and yeah do you listen to music? Or? I do. Um, I'm a big fan of Radio 1. If you go out yeah. between 10 and 11, they've got anthems. And then after that, it's like general chit-chat. But I do like that. Yeah. On a Sunday, is that 10 or 11? <laughs> Happy days, right? That's a top tip right there. <laughs> so um, a top race day tip then. What what, what What's the sort of um, routine or what what's the sort of, things that you follow each race day that you've kind of developed over the so the breakfast is so important a massive bowl of protein oats with some peanut butter make sure you've got that in you a couple of hours before um don't have anything that you wouldn't normally like make sure you've practiced that and go to the loo like 10 times like just make sure (laughs) sure you're ready don't don't over caffeinate that's a horrible yeah. thing um, yeah yeah pretty much okay and then once you um sort of get this out of the way what what are you thinking about like bucket list races what's the one race or many races that you've always wanted to do what are you gonna so um i think the um marathon de medoc i don't know if you've ever heard of oh. it oh 
I was going to mention that actually because when you were saying about your mini moon, because that was in, is it was it in the it was, is it in the it Bordeaux, was in Bordeaux area? yeah, 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 no, and, and that's where the Marathon de Medoc is, isn't it? Is Bordeaux? Is it? Is it? Uh, I don't it know if it's region? Bordeaux, but it's definitely in France, um, in the Medoc yeah. region. But right. no, I'm all about the um, fun marathons. Definitely. If if I could get into the London Marathon at one stage, I would absolutely love to do it. And I've heard that the New mm. York one, like the crowds and the support is just unparalleled. Mm. But um and also actually, to be fair, I've been listening to a lot of running podcasts and some of the ultras have sort of like piqued my interest. Ooh, like what? Oh, I can't remember what one it was. I was listening to one and they said that you don't have to run it. It's as long as you can hike at a very good pace that right. you can make the times. And yeah. I, there's some of them I think that you can do more low and slow because yes. I've done... I've done a couple of different types of races and the Canaccord 5k, although I absolutely loved, I loved the last one, the last series. Thank you so much. But I'm definitely (laughs) someone that's better over a longer distance, a little bit slower and rather than going all out, like hammer it. Um, Mm. So things that are a little bit longer, a little bit slower, but, require more thinking maybe a bit more planning yeah. a bit more this is what i'm gonna do this is how i'm gonna fast i'm gonna do it that sort of thing appeal definitely with ultra distance you know as you as you go longer you know runners like you and i who are just middle you know middle of the pack runners yeah. we will be doing a lot of walking in in ultra distance you know what i mean so and and that's kind of the general you know it's only really the people at the front of the pack who will run you know, 100 miles or run 50 miles, you know, all the way. So I think, you know, there's the old ultra runners credit, which we've mentioned on here many times, which is walk the hills and run the flats. And that's, you know, you know, if you were doing the round the rock, say that's, you would, you, you would follow that. So it's definitely, um, you know, sounds like you've got an ultra, ultra sort of uh, yeah, aspirations there, which is great. Maybe it's like you see other people do it and you're like, well, if they've done it, maybe I could do it. Totally. Anybody can. Yeah. Particularly if you, you know, run a half marathon and then, you know, you go on and do a marathon and then, you know, then it's, um, I mean, I think if you go and do the, the, the landmarks in London on, on, in October, um, I mean, that'd be a really well supported race. I'm, I'm, I'm sure as far as spectators, mm. London marathon is just another level. I mean, it's like, you know, it's millions of people. It's, it's an amazing experience. I mean, it's, I did it in 2011, actually 10 years ago, and it was just phenomenal. I mean, it was just absolutely, you know, I, I remember being on the plane on the way over to reading Runner's World, and I was like in tears because it was like all people's stories and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's that that amazing, you know. So yeah. I think it's, you just ride this wave of just doing stuff. So it'd be interesting to see what you think of it in October. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's just, there's just so many that I would. Yeah. I'd love to be a part, like runners, I just feel are, it's a different kind of support. Like you're out running mm. and I'm one of those people that I know this is one of your, fast, yeah. I, I know it's one of your fast questions. I don't, I'm not so much of a, like a waver, but I try and smile at everyone, whether they're walking, they're running, whatever they're doing. I yeah. like to have a smile. And I just, because I found that when I've been running, if someone smiles at me when I've been when I'm running, it just yeah. gives me a bit of a oh yeah, they give yeah. me a little smile. Keep going. Definitely. I am one of those people though. Like I have to, I have a little smile, I have a little nod. I'm not so much of a waver, but I am no. a definite smile and a nodder. Um, and there's so many people that you see day in day out, and you you yeah. just it just gives you that we're here well we're all in it together yeah. aren't we i think and that's that's the nice feeling Love i think and, you know when you're going down the avenue or you're going along how to power or out on the trails you know I, I always try and give a little nod a bit of eye contact a bit of a smile depending on you know you can tell sometimes people are 
struggling a bit and they don't necessarily want to, you know, and that's, that's absolutely fine as well. But it's nice. I think it just adds to it, doesn't it? You know, if you're out, it's, it can be fairly solitary, but it can also be a very sociable sport. So it's, it's definitely... That's the uh, thing, like, when I was first going again after my brain tumour and, like, the people that were smiling, the people that were nodding, the people that were waving, like, it made such a difference. It made you just yeah. keep going and you felt like, okay, well, I'm not yeah. the only one. I'm still going. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we've touched on this uh, with quite a few people where, you know, some people don't feel like they should be out running, you know, because they, they don't feel that they don't belong or whatever that is. And I think like, you know, that's a real kind of misconception, you know, that we want to try and debunk, I think, as with this, with this podcast and and you know like i think every distance is for anybody you know we always sort of say if you can walk then you you can run you know and I, and, and it's not i know it's not quite that simple but you know i think every everybody belongs you know it's 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 not it's not an exclusive sport and i think you know sometimes people can have bad experiences in school or running clubs or whatever but i think it's ultimately you know, everybody belongs. And I think, you know, we all have to do our little bit, don't we? You know, like a little smile, a little nod, and it just makes that person who perhaps doesn't feel like they belong maybe feel a bit more welcome, you know, yeah, which is, is, is great. absolutely. And I just think that I, when I started, I genuinely believed if you don't run 5K, then you haven't been on a run. But yeah. everything now, I just, and I think that there are so many people doing the work that you, as long as you put on your trainers, you go out the door, you have a little run, you can walk, yeah. you can stop, you totally. can, any of those things, you don't have, you can run 2K, you can run 3K, whatever yeah. you've done. Just have a go. You are a runner. Yeah. Like you don't have to reach a certain distance or yeah. a time or Definitely. a non-stop run. Yeah. And I think that it's taken a long time, but people are starting to realise that it's there's a lot less barriers than there used to be. Mm. And if you'd have seen me in if you'd have seen me in school, and you'd have seen someone try and tell me to run around the fifteen hundred metre track, <laughs> you couldn't have got me to do it. I was not interested. You would not have done that. Yeah. But it's it's a massive change for me, and it's positive in my life but you're not you're not alone there I mean we were talking with somebody on Thursday and I and other people you know we've got this negative connotation with cross-country in school and just it being like oh my god you know and just being told you know you're not a runner I mean I wasn't a runner I, you know I started running 10 years ago now but um, before that I didn't really do a massive amount so it's you know I think running, running is brought into people's lives in such a negative way and I just yeah. don't think it should be that way yeah yeah definitely I think it's um you know the the the, the, the sort of stereotype of the the, the the games teacher you know beasting you across a, a field in the middle of January like you know in your in your vest and t-shirt your vest and shorts and whatever it's you know I mean it's probably put a whole generation of people off running but um but people come back to it don't they you know because they realize that it's it's good for all the reasons you stated you know alone time mental health which obviously at the moment is a real pertinent sort of um thing you know it's uh yeah it's it's an amazing thing Definitely. Is there anything else um, that you'd like to add? Is there anything, if you could step into my shoes, you, you would have liked to have asked yourself? Um, I think the only thing I would have maybe have asked someone in my shoes would have been, do you think that you would have been a better runner if you had not had a brain tumour? Or do you think it just made you more determined? Mm, good question. And what do you think? I think that actually it probably just made me more determined mm. because if I hadn't have had a setback, I could have got bored and maybe stopped. Yeah. But if I face a challenge, then I like to prove myself even more. Yeah. And that's just the person I am. And I think, right, I mean, running is physical to a point you know and you can get so fit you can get you know so fit and you, you're able to run whatever distance but I think then it's then a point a point of diminishing returns as far as you know the, the quantity of training it then becomes about how mentally tough you are and I think having gone through something like that will stand 
someone in good stead to then be able to, you know, when you are doing an ultra distance or a marathon race or even a half marathon race or whatever it is, and you're struggling, you're feeling like quitting, you know, if you've got that in the bank, then you're always going to look at that and say, well, this isn't as bad as that, you know, so I can push through this, you know, and I think that's, you know, again, what yeah. we've talked about with a lot of people, maybe not in reference to perhaps having a brain tumor, but, you know, other experiences they've had in life or, or races where they've, you know, really been like on the, on the bare bones of their behinds, you know, or whatever. It's all stuff there, which you can draw on, isn't it? Even, you know, for running and for life, really. There are times I'm like, I feel like this isn't this isn't going well for me and I'm like yeah but think about it like you couldn't you couldn't have done this and think about how you were and I just when I am running I just every day I feel so grateful that I can run because it means so much to me and that is a great position to come from I think you know because you know if you have something like that taken away from you and then you know or potentially taken away from you and then you know to be able to go back to it you know it's it, it's it's a big big life-changing sort of thing isn't it and I think you know and I'm and, and, and I'm really happy that you know you feel that way about it and I'm happy that you're well and you know and, and I'm really happy that you're going to be doing this uh run in April so you know I think what we'll do maybe after you cut, you know, after you do, we'll probably do another season of this and maybe get you back after you've done the, the run in October or something, you know, and see see where you're headed next. See if we can tempt you into doing some uh, trail monkey uh, ultras or oh, something. Get me, get me on the trail. I genuine, I think there should be some really entry level trail runs for people that have never run on trails and have just run on roads. Well, we do. I mean, our, um, you know, we, we do. Hey. Like, they sell out so quickly. I've tried to get in some they and I'm do. like, oh. They do, they do, they do. Brilliant. Right, okay. So what what I'll do is then I'll, I'll get the links and I'll place them in on the social pages so that people will be able to sort of um, – and then – Obviously, good luck on, on April 11th, and we'll, we'll speak to you again in the future, all right? Amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's been really good, and I'm sure a lot of people will, you know, get a lot from this, which is obviously the point of it. You know, it's a, uh, you know, thank you very much. All right, we'll speak again soon. Thanks all right, so cheers. Thank you. See you later. Bye. very enjoyable podcast uh thanks rebecca for taking the time out to um, chat to us about the toll that the uh the brain tumor took on your your own fitness and also you know how you bounced back from that it's really inspiring to see uh we wish her all the best for uh her future races and uh, we'll get her back to talk about her experience in october at the world parks half marathon as always, um, we welcome any feedback or comments. Please feel free to email me on paul at trailmonkeyjersey.com or you can reach us through Facebook, uh, Trail Monkey Jersey, or Instagram, again, Trail Monkey Jersey. We, wel- we welcome any you know, stories, comments, recommendations, feedback, anything really. It's just good to know you, know, you guys are out there and you're listening to us. So yeah, do, do get in touch. We'll see you for the next uh, episode anyway uh, and uh, have a good week.